0: inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, sunshine. I have Keisha Fitzgerald with me today. For all of my listeners, I am so excited to introduce my dear friend and like the most vivacious, deep, smart, authentic person I have ever met. And you're going to love her energy. I'm so, I feel so blessed, Keisha, that you're here with me today. I am just ready to like. I'm ready to share you with all my people. I'm ready to really step into this podcast opportunity with you because you know that this has been a dream of mine and you've been so supportive of me taking the different steps that I've taken over the past year. You knew that podcasting was you know, on the top of my list of things that I really, really felt connected to. So I needed to have you as one of my very first guests. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here.
1: I'm so excited. Thank you so much for asking me.
0: I feel like we should have, like, a glass of champagne, even though we're not, at like, together. <laughs> we could, like, virtually clink our glasses together.
1: Oh, my gosh, we should. That's what
0: <laughs> all started. Right, exactly. <laughs> it is. So let's go there. I want to actually, like, just kick it off with how it all started, Um, and then we can kind of bring in how you and I met. Um, But tell us, who is this amazing superhuman that is Keisha Fitzgerald? Like, tell us your story. I want you to introduce Sina to all of us throughout your story, like everything. Just bring it on. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for the introduction. Wow.
1: I hope I can live up to your standards. Oh, my
0: gosh. You're amazing.
1: (laughs) Um, So, yes, my name is Keisha. So nice to meet all of you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my backstory is I actually grew up in the Greater Seattle area. and um, after high school, went to college, started um, in the corporate world, I was in engineering recruiting. And there was something always like in the pit of my stomach that I was like, I don't know if this is like the right thing for me. I really wanted to work in nonprofit. I was really like into philanthropy, but also impact. But on paper, I had this awesome job, and I had a great career trajectory, and I had great managers, and I had great coworkers. Um, But then at one point, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to quit, and I'm going to go work in nonprofit. Quit that job, and then quickly was like, wait a second. I have no idea what I'm doing. I need to go back into the corporate world. So um, I got into project management at an engineering company. At the time, my boyfriend was applying to dental schools. And, um, I was working crazy busy hours, again, same type of structure where I had great career trajectory and managers, and I really, really actually loved my job. Um, but still had this pit in my stomach and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And I was always really envious of my boyfriend who had this path that he wanted, like he wanted to be a dentist. And, um, you know, he almost gave up on pursuing dental school. And I remember just being like, don't be that person that gives up on what you want. Like I'm so envious of your path. Um, So at the time I was working as a project manager, like I said, had that pit in my stomach, but I was also working crazy hours. Part of my job was to oversee a team that was in China of software developers. So nine hour time difference from Seattle, I was working really crazy hours and my health and fitness journey kind of got put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So I really looked for something to kind of just help me take care of myself again. So I stumbled upon a random person on Instagram who I never had talked to. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw her talking about coaching. I saw a Beachbody infomercial of P90X Mm -hmm. and I thought it would be a really tough program. So I ordered it and I actually put down this particular person I was following on Instagram as my coach, I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. No, didn't even really ever think I'd ever talk to her. I just thought maybe she would like make commission off of my P90X order. Right, right. So, started P90X, quit multiple times because of my crazy schedule. Eventually ended up joining one of her virtual um, accountability groups. Mm-hmm. And this is where things kind of started to mesh. Both worlds started to mesh together where I started to see that she was making the type of impact that I wanted to make. Mm. And I thought, maybe I could do that too. Uh, Maybe I could do what she does. Fast forward, ended up, um, my boyfriend got into dental school at NYU. We moved from Seattle to New York, and I started coaching. Um, And that's kind of how
0: I started. Yeah.
1: This point. It's kind of a long story, but I'm trying to condense it a little bit. No, you're doing
0: great, and so you had. I mean, you were doing the thing, right? Like you were doing the thing that you always thought that you would be doing. You were like fulfilling these incredible roles that you know at, at a young age. Comparatively, yeah. you were really rocking it, and you were, um, you were just showing up with your big shiny light everywhere you went. But like, it ultimately didn't feel great. Right but then you move to New York and I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Girlfriend work for Google, right? Like that's a huge deal. That's a, that's a well-known, well-established company that people, and it's amazing, right? Like, and if that's your dream, like, oh my gosh, my friends, like go for your dream. But I just would love for you to like, even go in deeper and go further from that because we are ultimately talking friends. And just, I think many of my, my listeners know that I am a life coach. I am a business strategist. I have my own business, but I also am part of a network marketing company. And that is Beachbody, which is where Keisha and I met, so when she's referring to coaching, it's through, um, it's, it's being a Beachbody coach, which is network marketing, so I'd love for you to even transition between, like, okay, rock star, like, vivacious, amazing human being, rocking it in New York with her boyfriend at Google, like, then what? How did you get from that point to where you are now?
1: Yeah, so we moved um, in 2014, In August, we moved to New York from Seattle, and my boyfriend, Cena started his first year at NYU Dental, and at the time, I was coaching and working at Google in corporate recruiting, and so I loved my job, Mm -hmm. but um, I had the plan when we moved that I was going to really put a lot of time and energy and focus into building my coaching business through Beachbody and network marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I found a passion for that, and I saw it as a platform for me to make this a much Bigger impact and also kind of change the trajectory of our future. And I knew um, my boyfriend was going to be studying a lot. I knew that there was going to be a lot of work that went into building this business. So it just seemed like a really good fit for that stage of life. Yeah. Um, The first six months that I was involved with the network marketing company, I um, saw it as a fun side thing, which I think a lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. And it's awesome for. Um, Like a side income, just side fulfillment, just something that you can control and build. Mm-hmm. But it, it was after that point when we actually moved, like you mentioned, Jillian, when I was working at Google, that I really saw the bigger picture of what this could be for me. Yeah. So I was just committed, kind of line in, in the sand drawn, mm-hmm. that I was going to build this into something pretty epic, you know? Yeah.
0: Epic is right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So like I had a passion for that. And so I just decided to double down and go all in on my approach of building it. So I worked on the business before and after work. And like I said, I still really loved my job um, at Google, but I knew that this is what I loved more. And I knew that this is the way that I could reach and connect with people. And I saw Beachbody as a platform for me to help serve other people. And I also just saw it as something that I could create, something I wanted to be a part of. And so, um, fast forward after we moved, I ended up actually leaving the corporate world in April of 2015. So I've been full time. Yeah, so I've been full time with this um, since April 2015 and just like loving it. You oh know? my gosh,
0: it's so yeah. awesome. And so just like allow for me to toot your horn a little bit. I mean, you have. You have led an elite team for multiple years, and I know that our listeners may not know exactly what that means, but it's like the biggest flipping deal within the company in terms of kind of status and rank and things like that. Your team has achieved just tremendous accolades in and among that. You have been a speaker at our the biggest conference that Beachbody has twice, you've been a speaker at leadership. So not only have you spoken to the entire network, but you have literally rocked it out by speaking to the leaders of this company and doing it your way. But I think that the best, the best thing that I love of you is your love of your team, of your team fit foundation. And I mean, that team is 2,500 people. Yeah. Like, that's just amazing, 2,500 people, big and expansive, and it's just one of those things that when I see you and your tribe, I just recognize the intense love that you have for one another, the intense um, just trajectory or projection of growth and of development and doing it your way. Yes. Right. So I would love for you to kind of share with us how it felt, right? Because we hear people all the time, like, Oh, I left my corporate job to go do this. Or I left, you know, like we hear those things and it sounds big and bright and shiny, but how did it feel? I would love to, for you to yeah. dive into the feelings of all of that and the feeling in the moment, but then like how it's felt and how you have evolved in all of it. Yeah. Like What has put you in this chair? How has it felt to get to this chair talking to me this morning since leaving your job at Google?
1: Yeah. Um, so it was really scary,
0: for mm. sure.
1: I grew up with the mindset that, I mean, I was supposed to – Go to college and get the degree and work the corporate job and climb my way up the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I had this mindset that I was going to be a VP of a company. Somehow, I thought that I would be a VP of a company and be like super involved in my community and be a really like actively involved with my kids and be a really amazing wife and have all these friends and do everything. I actually thought I had more hours in a day than Beyonce. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought I was going to be able to do it all. And I think some people can manage a lot, but I I don't think you can do it all 100% at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you can't do it all. So, anyway, point is, I um, was really nervous because it was a very big transition. Yeah, to go from, keep in mind too, like I live in downtown New York City mm-hmm. and my boyfriend doesn't have income because he's a full time student. And so that was a lot of financial pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really scary to go for something that even in your gut you know. Is right and you know actually makes sense you know it was a smart sound decision like I was very calculated about it I didn't wing it and just kind of see if it worked out I really couldn't afford to do that because of our you know our situation Mm -hmm. it was scary but what I developed from April 2015 to now and progressively built this confidence over time is in my ability that like I don't doubt my ability to figure it out Mm -hmm. ever. that Mm -hmm. confidence and I think like Pursuing anything that excites you, like, yes, for example, we're using Beach Beachbody as an example, but pursuing anything that excites you and pushes you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, whether it's just going to, you know, a meetup or writing that blog post or, you know, going live on social media or talking to that person or reaching out to someone that you respect and admire, doing anything that's a little outside of your comfort zone, Puts this confidence deposit in your bucket. Mm-hmm. And all of these confidence deposits have been put in my bucket from different obstacles that I've faced or situations that I've had to grow. I mean, like you mentioned, my first time public speaking
0: was in front of like 7,000 people. Yeah. Um, so like, <laughs> we're not, not talking about- a room of 10. Like, we're- <laughs> this was significant. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, all of those
1: things are such, gro- I've been given so many growth opportunities, but I've also put myself in the situation to grow and that confidence that's built, I think that's the biggest significant milestone is like, yes, of course there's been you know, the recognition and um, financial gains and impact. And honestly, like you said, my team is everything and the friendships that I've built. But as an individual, if I were to peel all of that back, the person that I am because of how much I've had to grow, um, building a business on social media, building a business where you're leading people that have different personalities and strengths and weaknesses, And you start to realize you've got a lot of flaws that maybe you can not know about. So that growth is scary and um, it makes you doubt yourself from time to time. But deep down in my gut, I knew that I was in the right place. And that's how I feel now is this very um, humble confidence that's like, I'm going to do this my way. I don't know exactly what's coming next, but I just feel as if I'm where I need to be but that would have never happened if I wouldn't have taken that initial first leap to start that thing that I was thinking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and I love it so much. And right before this podcast, right before I pressed play to record, you said something really powerful and I would love for my listeners to just take this in. You said, I am just so comfortable with being me, like really being me. So can you walk us through that? Because I think sometimes on the surface people are like, Oh yeah, me too. But like you've done some deep digging and you have, like you said, you have faced some things that you're like, Ooh, that's not such a great characteristic that I carry around, you know, like, and you, and you've been willing to literally love yourself through the process and allow for yourself to feel the feels. And I know that as your friend and yeah. just watching your growth as at, like through, you know, within this company, but within you. Like, that's what I really want to hone in for people that you can be all these amazing things to the world. You can make the impact, you can make the income, you can do the thing, but really all of that is going to come in direct proportion to the, the impact that you're making within yourself. So talk to us a little bit about getting to that place of I'm comfortable being me and being all of me and doing it my way
1: yeah um that has been such a gradual process Mm -hmm. where it is scary i mean i think all of us have that fear of judgment of what other people think and fitting into certain expectations or having to act a certain way around certain people or not wanting to be too big too loud too whatever to fit into someone's box that they've created for you Mm -hmm. um and that's what society does sometimes right like a lot of things it's like oh you're You're doing this weird like network marketing business. What are people going to think of you? Or you, um, you know, this is what your lifestyle looks like. This is what's important to you. Now all of a sudden you're into these books. I remember you in college when you were this party girl. Like, you know, these different roles that essentially have kind of made me get to this place in my life. I I feel now more than ever that I'm just like it's a disservice to myself, but also to the world if I don't show up just being me, Mm -hmm. because what it does, and it's a huge gift to give to mankind, I think, is when you show up as yourself, you create this space for other people to be more comfortable being themselves, um, and that feels good. It's just a better way, in my opinion, a better way to do life, which means I know that I am too much for someone. I am ridiculously energetic in the morning. Like, my boyfriend is like, okay, here we go. <laughs> my ener- I mean, Jillian, we're so similar in this way. We're like, you know, we talk loud and we want to know people's stories and we get really close to people. Really <laughs> to people. And I talk to strangers in elevators and I let, like, I love to be myself. And I understand that some people do not understand that. Mm -hmm. I'm too much for some people. Um, I can be really straightforward, which can offend some people. Of course, I don't mean to, but that's just my personality. And I've decided, you know, you can't connect with people if you're living this like lukewarm life, you have to show up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just serve you. It's it's really not about just you. And if you kind of peel that layer back and you're like, if I get really dang good at being me, yes, that has helped me tremendously in my business, but it helps me just wake up every day and get excited about life because I know that I'm going to do it my way and that's going to inspire other people to do it their way. And that's ultimately what I think part of my mission here like on the planet is Beachbody being one of the platforms that I'm choosing to live that out with, but also so me showing up and getting that confidence and helping other people get that confidence to be themselves, that is, I mean, that's such a driver for me in life. So I have to just continue to say to myself, is this this what I really believe? And question why am I actually doing this thing in this way? Is it because I think I need to? Or is it because I want to? And that's me being true to me. Mm -hmm. But that process can be daunting. And I think at first, when you're asking yourself that question, it's like, adding and subtracting things that just make you feel most you, right? So if you don't want to wear that outfit because it's not you, then you wear the thing that makes you feel you. If you don't want to go to dinner with that person who makes you feel like you have to have this guard up, you need to start removing that like creating space between you and that person. And Mm -hmm. as you start to make those tiny little adjustments, it's like fine tuning. As you go, you start to just feel really comfortable, which means some friendships some relationships I've taken a step back from and some I've taken drastic steps forward in. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I think that's kind of how I got there. I don't know if that answers the question.
0: It totally does. And I think that it brings up so many more key elements that ultimately we are exactly where we're meant to be right now. Right. But I think it always opens up the invitation of, is this where I want to be? Yes. Yes. I think that's huge, and it's that's that's a big distinction that there can be that can be exactly they can be the exact same place, or they could be two completely different places. But it gives you the opportunity to reflect and to say, okay, this is this is where I am now. If it's not in alignment with where I want to be, what are the things that I get to do to create that?
1: Well, and I mean, you just made me think of how. A lot of times people think that it has to be really drastic, right? Yes. Like, okay, well, I'm not happy right now. So let me just change every single aspect in my yes. life. But that feels so uncomfortable. That's often too uncomfortable. Like when I started this business, for example, using this as an example, I like slowly glided into it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wasn't willing to totally change this framework that I had of my life that was I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna be you know, a VP. And by this age, I'm going to have kids and be married. My life looks nothing like what I imagined it would look like. But if you would have told, you know, my 25-year-old self, hey, by the way, you know, at 28, I'm 28 years old. And at 28, this is what your life's going to look like. It's so drastically different that I wouldn't have been comfortable saying, okay, let me go that direction. It's too different from what I imagined. So it's like, if you're unhappy or you feel as if you're not being authentic to yourself or living that life that you're like, I want to be living this life. It's fine tuning and finding little things that you can change, but staying consistent with those changes. So that, you know, six months from now, it's going to look different. But that six months from you version of the person that you are now, that person can look too drastic that sometimes people don't want to take that jump. Mm. So it's those fine tuning, I think is like the secret sauce of it. You know?
0: Yeah, that's so brilliant. I love that so much. And it brought up something for me. Um, and it actually kind of ties into the fact that you had, you had a calculated plan with all of this, right? So like you, you started to follow, um, the, the small tiny steps of the intuition. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic, which is one of my favorite, favorite personal development books of all time, she says, you know, sometimes people throw out there, follow your passion, but you're like, but what the hell am I passionate about? And like that that can be that huge jump that you're referring to that it just seems too drastic to say like, Okay, so now I have to come up with a passion, but, it's, but she talks about just become curious about things yes. and follow the tiny breadcrumbs that are left along the curiosity path to allow for yourself to step into that bigger realm that ultimately you're meant to step into anyway, but you did it in a way that you felt supported. You felt like you were really checking in with who you are and what you need along the path.
1: Yeah. And you feel like you're making those choices. Like someone didn't just say, this is going to be your life. Go get it. Like you felt like you got to make those choices, which almost like making that choice that can be scary, even if it's small, again, gives you that confidence. So when you get to the place that you're supposed to be, you can confidently say, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. But you're still uncomfortable because you know that there's going to be drastic. Like I know that two years from now, my life is going to look so different than it does now, but I'm okay with that because the confidence that's built as I've just decided that I'm going to live my life in a way where I'm going to constantly say, is this what I want? Am I being true to myself? Mm-hmm. Am I making myself feel uncomfortable? Because that growth is that magic part. Yeah. And um, I love that you, that you talked about magic because I just think that book really opens your eyes to that curiosity element, which so many of us are so afraid mm-hmm. to be curious about things, you know? which
0: Anything different.
1: Yeah, because it's comfortable, but I just, I think regret is so scary. Um,
0: you've, you've actually, keep going with that because you've, that's been a theme for you in every um, amazing interaction that you and I have had. You, that's come up. So I'd love for you to kind of expand upon that.
1: Yeah. Um, so part of it, there's two aspects to it. One is I'm much more afraid of regret than I am of failure. I expect failure. Um, I expect that I'm going to stumble along the way because I want growth opportunities Mm -hmm. and I kind of have approached life now where I'm going to grow through every single thing that happens to me because I really do believe to my actual core that life is rigged in our favor. Mm -hmm. So all of these different obstacles, for example, um, a lot of people in my family have, um, addiction issues Mm -hmm. and my parents were divorced and like, I've had some things happen in my childhood and that made me more Mm self-sufficient. And it's like if I wasn't so self-sufficient and if I wasn't so driven by those things that happened, I wouldn't be where I am now with the personality traits that I have now. So that really served me. Versus when I'm in it, I'm like, this sucks. Like why can't I go have, you know, my girlfriend's life that like her parents all sit together at the table and like they are financially stable and have all this stuff. But and I'm looking at my life like, what the heck, this is so unfair. Mm -hmm. But that served me so much. Yeah. So Regret is kind of like, in my head, I'm like, if you don't constantly grow, you're going to regret that you didn't use those growth opportunities to get you where you're actually supposed to be. Yeah. So that's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. The other aspect is honestly like, um, so my grandma is like my favorite person and she's 80 mm-hmm. and she's super sharp. And we talk every single week on the phone for at least an hour. And what's really interesting is as an 80 year old, like, she doesn't quite understand what I do or social media or anything like that. She's really proud of me, but she doesn't know what I do.
0: So, um, <laughs> I love her. I just love her through your stories. <laughs> amazing.
1: amazing. Um, but I was talking to her, and I'm like, how interesting is it that, like, if you wanted a part-time job or you wanted to serve people in a massive way or you wanted to develop a platform, you literally could not have done it at 28 this way. Yeah. you want reach the masses of people that you can reach through social media with the internet like it's crazy I mean a zoom call like this like this would be mind-boggling to her the fact that I called her last week and she was in the grocery store talking to me on her cell phone yeah like, I'm in the produce aisle talking to my granddaughter that's 3,000 miles away like things like that that we take for granted yeah it's like we are in the best opportunity to do certain things information that we have access to it's like sometimes you got to take a step back and be like we are living in the best time. There's a lot of problems in our mm-hmm. world, but we have more resources than ever to be the influence on the world that we want to see. Yeah. And it's easier than ever to start a podcast. Like you just decided you want, you're passionate about starting a podcast. You started a podcast and now mm-hmm. people can hear these types of conversations that we would have had in person that no right. one ever heard.
0: Right.
1: And you know, or to post on social media or to reach people in, community groups or to find people through email and Googling things. It's like, I don't want to regret that we're living in the best time to do something of impact that's easier than ever. So that's the other part of it is I I recognize what an opportunity is to be alive right now in this generation at this age.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And it's so true. Like it's, it's just the opportunity that's available to us all is profound. And like, thank you for inviting all of your people, inviting my listeners, everyone to just take a moment to pause and recognize that. And like, then ask yourself the amazing question, like, am I? Yeah. Like, am I showing up right now with all of my strengths, with all of my superpowers, with all that is true of me in the way that I want to be?
1: Mm-hmm. And if you, and even if it's not with building a business or anything like that, if it's just If you're showing up authentically you're again you're creating that space for other people to feel more comfortable to be themselves and when people are themselves they're happier Mm -hmm. and right now we need happier people like masses like with some of the tragedies that happen in the world it's so much bigger of are you being authentic and are you creating space for other people to be comfortable to be themselves around you so that they can go live their best life also, you know?
0: Oh, I love it so much. So let me ask you this because I know that of myself and so of my tribe, of my listeners, um, we love the energy stuff. We love, like, this stuff, like, pumps us up and we love it and we get it too. We get that if our energy is off, if we're not feeling like we're in alignment, like, nothing of positivity is going to get done or put out there. But we also like to have a plan, right? But we like to know like what's the inspired action plan. So what are some things that you do or have done? Like, do you journal? Do you, I know that you obviously you work out, but like, you know, what are some things that you have done that have really helped for you to step into this, this divine state of authenticity, of comfort within who you are?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm very, I'm much more intentional than I used to be. So intentional of on and off, which means I'm big on airplane mode on my phone Mm. and like planning out the beginning of the week. Like when is my, our date night going to be where I'm completely unplugged. My phone's on airplane mode. I'm very present. Mm -hmm. So I'm super, super intentional about being present in whatever's going on you will never see me on a phone when I'm at a table with other people like eating, right? I'm just never on my phone. So I think part of it is like being proactive about being intentional with your time. So it's like, what's important to you? Um, the people that are important to you, are you blocking off proactive time that you're present with those people where they feel like they're the most important person in the room when they're talking to you, when they're interacting with you, given I'm not a mom and I understand that mom life is crazy. And I'm just like, can't wait to get so many tips from you in a few years. But, but having that time where it's like, if you're intentional, like right now, for example, you're intentionally recording this podcast. And like, if your kids were in the room and Michael was in the room, it's like, it, this would not be the same type of experience, right? Where it would be so focused, where your energy is right here. So I think part of one thing that I do that's very helpful is just blocking out time. Mm-hmm. We're like, when am I going to be working? When am I not going to be working? What am I going to be doing as much as I can? Yeah. Um, I understand that some people's life doesn't look similar to mine in that regard, but you can be intentional about things that are yeah. Yeah. And blocking that off proactively. Um, I think that's honestly the biggest thing is just understanding you don't have to be on all the time. You don't have to, you can just be messy sometimes. Like mm-hmm. some things are just not going to get done when I'm in certain seasons. I don't expect that I'm going to show up a hundred percent in every single aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. I give myself permission to suck at something. Yes. For example, you should see our apartment, it is okay. a disaster, but I'm crushing it with my current business goals. So, right. what did I allow to suck a little bit? Our apartment, yeah. you know, and, and I also. I give myself permission to say, like, I can't do this all. Can you help me with this? And that's amazing. That's Um, thing. So asking for help, being proactive about knowing you're going to maybe suck at something while you're pursuing something else, Mm -hmm. Um, but having your priorities in check where, like, I'm never going to suck at being a girlfriend, you know, because that's important to me. So I'm going to be present and make sure that I block that time off no matter what season I'm in.
0: Yes, I love that. So, on the topic of seasons, what do you feel when you feel like, okay, this season is coming to an end? I'm about to transition into another season. Can you describe for us a little bit about maybe how you get that realization? How that feels? Is it just like an intuitive thing that comes to you, or is it? Calculated sometimes based on the calendar and based on goals. Like just dive in there with whatever whatever good little nuggets you have with that. Mm Because we do. We've got that. We've got different seasons within our lives. We've got different seasons within our business. We've got push seasons. We've got restorative seasons. We've got growth seasons. Mm -hmm. And it's it can get complicated if we allow for it too. So I'd love to hear your your feedback on that.
1: So I think self awareness in general. Like every single person would answer that question differently. For me. I'm very uncomfortable if I don't have a goal um, in anything. So like I have to be working towards something. And I just think there's a lot of happiness in progress in general. Um, And if you don't measure what you're progressing in, you don't get to feel the confidence boost from moving towards your goal. But you also don't feel that satisfaction that just as humans, I think we like to progress. That's why people get obsessed with like the scale or get obsessed with things in network marketing like, points related or rank related or things like that um it's nice to feel that progress mm-hmm. so i do always have something that i'm working on that i can measure in some degree um whether that is tangible in my business or whether that's just understanding like workout wise or like health related or whatever it is like i like to measure something so yeah. i always have something that i'm going to measure but i look like 6 months ahead of time for example I'm living in New York City for six more months until my boyfriend graduates and we move across the country. Yeah. So I'm looking at that schedule and I'm like, what are the seasons within here that I want to be really laser focused? So it's a little bit calculated. Um, knowing what my long-term goals are or what maybe my six month goals are. When can I be laser focused and calculated? Because I'm a lot better when I'm focusing on one thing. Wow. Um, and then when am I willing to give myself grace? to have something else take the front burner. So part of it's intentional um, of just how I feel that I know I'm really uncomfortable if I don't have some sort of goal. So I make that goal, even if it's not business related, I make some type of a goal. Yeah. Um, I, I really think I would challenge, like, if you're listening to this, I would challenge you to think about yourself and say, like, are there times in my life that I Don't feel like I get to measure any type of progress and that could be progress. And like, I want to read this book. So let me break down. I want to read one chapter a day or, you know, two chapters a week or whatever it looks like. Just giving yourself something that you can measure because there's so much, much satisfaction and happiness that comes from forward movement. So it doesn't have to be business related or health related. Although those are two of the main things that I focus on. Um, It can be just something that you can measure yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. That's so powerful. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about superpowers because this has been a thing for me for a long time. And you and I have had this discussion before too, and just like amplifying, um, your own superpowers. And so what do you feel? Cause I could sit here all day and list out what I think your superpowers are. Cause you are flipping amazing. You have been an incredible friend and role model for me, which is just like a powerhouse like holy moly I get to surround myself with amazing people like you um but like so what do you feel like your superpowers are and then the the follow-up question is how do you feel like you best help people amplify their superpowers
1: I think my superpower is finding common ground with people Mm -hmm. and you are really really good at connection in terms of figuring out like what helps drive someone and what's important to them and like how I can be of service to help them get where they want to go. I think that's for sure a superpower, but like in my life in general, I just have a lot of energy and passion for life and people. Mm -hmm. And that's like an innate trait that I'm just really excited about connection. And I'm really, really excited and happy to just have that me too type of community and find those people that I can say like, you're not alone. You're, we're in this together. Like we're everyone. Like the middle is always messy. Yes. everyone's the hot mess side of them. Like I just feel that connection and and interpersonal skills is my superpower by far. Yeah, um, I also do really like public speaking. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a learned trait, um, but intuitively, it's just connection in okay. general, which I know is kind of broad. But connection and energy, those two things together. Which, Jillian, we totally. Connect. Oh, I totally get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think I just. The way that I help people figure out what it is that they're passionate about or what their superpowers are is honestly, you can tell when someone's excited about something like what are those weird, quirky things that like make them pumped? Mm -hmm. Like, What what would they be doing if they were having the most fun? What would they be doing if they felt like the most themselves? What would they be doing if they felt really happy? What would make them the most proud? And asking questions, um, people, that get questions asked to them, they're forced to kind of come up with an answer, right? right. And we can train our brains. Our brains are just wired to come up with an answer. So if we're asking ourselves the right questions, we're going to get the right answers. So asking yourself something like, what do I feel most proud of? Or what am I most excited about? Or what what do I care the most about? Your brain is going to come up with these happy answers versus like, what do I need to improve on? What am I slacking at? Like, Mm. why am I not hitting this goal? Then your brain is going to force... You know, be forced to come up with these solutions that are just more negative. Yeah. So I think I'm good at asking people those positive questions so that their brain has to come up with the answers that are more positive and can help them discover what their superpower is, I guess.
0: I love that so much. And for my journalers out there, that is like what an incredible distinction for you to reflect upon. I mean, you don't have to journal, but you know that I do, right? I, I get a lot of um, centering from just getting my words on paper. And it's so true when I start off my day with like, what brings me joy? And I always start off with gratitude, right? Like what brings me joy? Um, what can I, how can I make a positive impact today? My words are like super uplifting. They often end up in like, Badass social media posts because like I'm just feeling it, right? And like my my whole business, which includes my network marketing company, but it also includes my life coaching, my business coaching, because it's all of me. And if I'm journaling me on the page and I'm prompting myself in these positive ways, then I get to show the world who I am by those positive words. I love that so much.
1: And, we'll, and you, I mean, you do it all the time, Jillian. This is your part of your superpower. It's like, what are you grateful for? It's yeah. constantly like, you're not saying, what do you feel like you suck at? <laughs> what are you grateful for? And I'm constantly, then I'm going to, okay, well, I'm grateful for all of these things and your your mindset and your approach to how you treat people, how you think about the world around you is drastically different with gratitude for yeah. the fact that you're even alive right now, you know?
0: And like, let's go there. Like, we ha- we have breath coming into our bodies right now. We have the space around us that we get to grow into. So we're talking a lot of energy stuff, like growing into who we are. But like, let's take like a hot second here to recognize like friends, like look around you, feel around you. Are you aware of where you are right now? Just having that awareness of time and space and like that this is your life. Like that's really powerful in and of itself.
1: Oh yeah. And so often you take it for granted until – it's like, like impacted, you know what I mean? Like when you, a girlfriend of mine that's 28, she has stage three ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. She's like, I've never like been more grateful for my health when I feel good at twenty eight years old. It's like, it's something that I so often take for granted and that I'm just able to go, I could go run a half marathon today if I wanted to, I don't want to, but I could. (laughs) You know, like that gratitude for just everything about yourself, the fact that you are able to listen to this, to, you know, to listen to this podcast, to go live your life, to have your kids or whatever it is. It's like, what a gift.
0: Yeah. So Um, let me ask you this because we've talked a lot about what, um, what are exciting things for us? Like what excites you, what motivates you? Because I have found that there is a difference for me. I, what excites me is not, sometimes it is, but not always what motivates me. Let me give you an example for me might help to like prime it for you. So money, money excites. The thought of creating wealth it excites me because then I'm like I can impact so many more people. I can serve people. I can give to charity. I can have experiences with my family. I can provide for all sorts of different things. But it doesn't motivate me. So like I don't wake up in the morning thinking how can I make money today. And like honestly that's me. Some people are the opposite. Like they are motivated. Like what can I do to make money today? And like so and that's an amazing thing for them because we're all different, right? What motivates us and what Excites us. So, I'm wondering, do you have a difference between what excites you and what motivates you?
1: I love that question because I honestly haven't really thought about it, but mm-hmm. I am not, not in terms, of, I, I definitely think about what motivates me, but I haven't thought about it with those separate spheres. Yeah. And I am excited about, like, I like lifestyle of choice mm-hmm. and I love freedom and I'm really excited about freedom. But I'm what motivates me is mapping out things so that I can cross them off. Like I love accomplishing small little things. So I mean, it's so funny. Like in front of me, I literally have a to-do list which includes like things that I've already done. I write it down after I've done it so I can get (laughs) from crossing things off. Like I love progress. I'm motivated by tangible progress. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been seasons in my life where I wish that I was motivated by recognition, mm-hmm. um, especially network marketing. If I was motivated by recognition or income, um, I think it would be easier sometimes. Um, but I'm just motivated by progress and doing things, finding ways to do the things that I need to do to make progress more fun. I'm very motivated by that. Yeah. Which is so it sounds really trivial. Um, but within our, like, within our organization, Fit Foundation, Um, I'm constantly coming up with ways to make things like, let's do, you know, let's listen to Taylor Swift, why we do XYZ and do like a giant FaceTime party, you know, um, or whatever. Like I'm very motivated by making small things that need to get done to move you forward that I can cross off fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that.
1: Yeah. I've never thought about that. So I'm glad you asked that. Cause I do think that is really what I'm motivated
0: by. Well, and that was just something new that came up for me recently. And I just use money as an example, cause that was the example in, in the present moment, but there, it's cool to reflect upon that. Like we have different things in our life that we're excited about, but we're not necessarily motivated just by that. It's, yep. it's being motivated by the steps that are going to take to create that yes. a lot of the time, you know, like, and I feel like, you know, and that's why when I introduced you, like you've got all these amazing ranks and all these amazing accolades, but like for you, your heart and soul, your bread and butter is the growth and the trajectory of your team. And it's the connectedness of your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that having the distinction in that and recognizing like, Oh, okay. These work together hand in hand, but yeah. I can look at them a little bit differently. is super powerful. It's,
1: I mean, it's falling in love with the process, not what the process produces.
0: Yeah. Right? Not, not being tied to the outcome.
1: Yeah. Not just the outcome. Cause like anything that you go into, if you're just looking for an outcome, especially if it's delayed outcome mm-hmm. and you're so focused on the outcome, you're forgetting that like the prize is literally in that process of the growth of the excitement of making things fun of the satisfaction that literally comes from crossing something off of your (laughs) handwritten to-do list or journaling it out and being like, I wrote this. This is such a great idea, whatever it is for you. yeah. Um, But yeah, it's all about the process. That's what life is. Yeah. Journey. It's not like I don't have an end goal. When people are like, what's like, what are you pushing for? It's like, well, I'm pushing for this and then I'm pushing for this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's next, but it's definitely going to be something else because I wouldn't find joy in not having something that I'm working towards.
0: Right. Right. i love it so much so let's think back to the girl maybe three years ago for you um or maybe we can go you you tell me what do you tell the former version of yourself right now and really i mean in terms of business the, the former version of us is like our ideal client, right? Our, our ideal coach, our, our ideal customer. So yes. what do you tell that person as they're stepping into this world that you've first seen, you know it's available and there's the fear. There's yes. the unsure feeling of like, Eek, I don't know. There's all of that. What do you tell that person in terms of like, go for it or be true to you? Like what, what's your best advice for that person?
1: Yeah. So um, my favorite person. So I often think about what is the problem that I want to solve most. What is the problem that I'm most excited to solve for someone else, mm. and what does that person's life look like right now? So for me, it's someone who is in their late 20s to mid 30s, mm. who is at the stage of life where on paper it seems like they have it all, mm. um, but internally there's they're not depressed as in they're so unhappy, but they're more so at this stage where they're like, is this it? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I felt like I would have, my life would feel different, not look different, maybe, but feel different. And I don't feel as fulfilled. So that's the person that I'm talking to that wants to add something into their life that could bring them more fulfillment because they're really motivated by impact Mm -hmm. over income, Mm -hmm. Uh, which in this type of a network marketing business, impact and income often are correlated by the amount of people that you help get what they want. Um, so that's awesome. But at the same time, that's not what's the driver for them. So that person that I'm talking to is the person that I was, which was this girl who, again, on paper, had it all. Um, I wasn't lacking income. I wasn't lacking a career path that I was excited about. But I did have this gut feeling where I would cry randomly. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, I mean, I quit jobs that were like on paper so fantastic. And I just felt like this can't be it for me. Like, I, I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? When on paper, I have everything. From the outside looking in, I have everything. Like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. That's how I felt constantly um, before I happened to find something that gave me another platform. So that feeling, I understand that feeling. And I can tap back into that feeling even though it's been three years, three mm-hmm. and a half years since I've felt that way. I can tap back into it so instantly instantly um, when I'm talking to someone who feels that way. Yeah. So for example, someone that I just connected with, um, on social media, she's like, you know, I'm married and I have this great job and we just got a dog and we're talking about having kids in the next couple of years. But like, this can't be what my life was supposed to be like. I just feel like I want to connect with people yeah. and I want to serve people in a big way. And I just don't understand what I can do that way. Like, should I get a side job? you know, and I'm sitting here like, I have a solution for you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I get to offer that solution to someone where I'm like, why not try something that you're potentially interested in that could add fulfillment to your life? Yeah. Um, why not try something? Because you're never going to know if you don't take steps in adding those things that you're excited about. And that could be a class. Mm-hmm. That could be you know going to a class like a workout class or a seminar or going to something that expands your mind beyond what you're thinking right now if you have that pit in your stomach that you're like i i'm not happy like i don't know why it doesn't make sense don't think that you're alone because you're not alone mm-hmm. so many of us feel that in different seasons of our life so it's like be intentional about going to find something that you can add and so what if you're wrong and that's not the right thing So what if you join a network marketing company or you start a business or you start to write a book and you're like, I hate writing books like that, at least, you know, and peace of mind and that confidence that's built from doing something that you're excited about and trying, even if you fail, you're going to feel more confident that you can then go out and find something else. And it's just going to be tweaking and trying things. Um, And I think that that's what Beachbody as a company has given me the opportunity to give that as a resource for someone who's in that particular stage of life, like, so what if this doesn't work? But at least you tried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, you and I have had this conversation too about, and then when you, when you find it and you step into it and you, you know that, like, this feels good, all of the learning, all of the experiences, all of the failure, all of the success, all of it, all of it goes into allowing for you to say, okay, then what? Right. Like you can continue down any path that you want, but it also provides you with the confidence to grow, to do something different, to pave your own path, to build a team your own way, to in my case, like add in this other whole facet of life coaching on top of my network marketing business. And it's just the the options are limitless. And I feel like that's what I've learned. And just in speaking with you, I know that you've learned that too. Like there is no limit to what we're able to do.
1: Yeah, it's it is crazy how <laughs> drastically different everything is for me right now. But it wouldn't have started if I didn't look at myself and say I'm uncomfortable because I know that this is not right. So I need to at least go try something.
0: And so now you're able to tell that to other people,
1: exactly. And I feel very confident in saying that because that's the catalyst for change that happened. And yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for what I stumbled upon and that I happened to the first thing that I really stumbled upon after quitting three amazing jobs <laughs> you know was this company that I I love the mission of and I align with and I'm so grateful for but that might not be your story maybe you try 10 things and none of it works but you have the resiliency because of that competence to get back up and try again um but it has to start with that first thing and that first time that you're doing something like if it's not making you uncomfortable or if you're not scared if you have nothing in your life right now that scares you just a tiny bit you're living to, you're living below your means in terms of what you can do from an impact perspective or how full and abundant your life can be you're not you're settling and i want you to wake up and do something small to just make those steps forward you know
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I wish the listeners could like see me like nodding. I'm like, <laughs> hell yes, sister. Hey, can we just switch gears for just a moment? We've been talking business a lot, but I know of you that you love your relationships. You have very deep relationships with people. Um, You do make people feel like they're the the top priority in the room when you're speaking with them. But like, I also have witnessed you with Sina, your boyfriend, with Jackie, your best friend, you, and you do life and love and business and all of it together, but you purposefully do it with people that you love so much and also who love you in return. And I just think that that's super powerful. So talk to us just a little bit about the importance of really, like loving on the people that are your people, right like just acknowledging that those people are there, and I use Cena and Jackie for you um, like specifically and friends like go find Keisha on social media and we'll we'll do your things at the end of where they can find you, but when you find Keisha you'll find Cena and Jackie and you, they both have their own amazing trajectories of life that they're building, but you're all doing it together, and I just love the feeling of tribe that you give, whether it's with one person or. 2,500 people, you know? So like, just, could you speak about that for a moment?
1: Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm really adamant about, if you haven't done this, a lot of people probably have if they listen to you, but, um, love languages, um, the love language quiz. If you go just like Google it, I don't even know the website, but everyone is, feels love in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a quality time and words of affirmation person. So quality time is super important to me. And, um, expressing how I feel verbally to people is really important to me. And that's how I receive love easiest. Mm -hmm. Some people are motivated by gifts or acts of service. I don't feel love if my boyfriend takes out the trash. Um, I feel love if he's like, Hey, what you're doing matters. I'm so excited for you. Can I take you on a date? Let's unplug. Like that's how I feel love. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm very intentional about making sure that I understand the most important people in my life. How do they feel love? Mm -hmm. Um, and how can I share my love with them in a language that they receive it well in? Mm-hmm. And so that's super important for me. And when I read that book, The Five Love Languages, um, it was a game changer because it made me realize like that's why some people do feel love with acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends of mine that are married where their husband's love language is acts of service. So if, the, if them as the wife, you know, makes dinner for them or whatever that is, they feel that love from them. Mm-hmm. I literally don't cook and see what <laughs> with is not acts of service, luckily, because I don't do any of that domestic stuff. So um, so for me, I learned that and I approach my style in accordance to that. Um, but I also am very I'm just very picky about who I really pour a lot of time and energy and effort and attention into. I have a big group of friends, but I'm very comfortable with having a smaller tight knit people that I would literally do anything for. Um, which means I add people and subtract, not subtract people, but I create distance for people that don't give me what I need and I can't give what they need because we just don't connect. Yeah. Tribe is so important. Um, and if you don't feel like you have those people, you are, I really do believe you are, the sum of the people that you spend the most time with, how they think, how they act, what they care about, you know, what they're, how fit they are, how much they value health, um, how financially stable they are, the books that they read, like those, those things really impact you. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have those people, you need to go, uh, like, look at events that are in your local area. You need to go listen to podcasts. You need to go reach out to that person on social media that lives in your, you know, city and ask them to get coffee with you. Like, you need to do those things because. That is going to create the space for you to find those people that are your people. And like you mentioned, Sina and Jackie, it's like, you know, Sina and I have been together for nine years mm. and Jackie and I have been friends for 11 mm. or no, 12. So those people have been such a constant source for me that I can't help but feel gratitude for it. But you've got to find your people. Yeah. easier to go depth with when they're, they're the right person for you, you know? Yes.
0: Oh my gosh, 100%. So I'm going to wrap this up with a couple quick questions, like kind of like quick fire questions. And this is going to be fun for you. So what is the – what's your favorite place you've ever traveled to?
1: Uh, Cinque Terre in Italy. It's like if you've seen it on Google Image, they have like all the bright colored little buildings and you could hike in between the cities. Oh. And the people are so – like they kiss you on both cheeks and they have great wine and it's like it's cheaper than water. Yes,
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite celebratory beverage? Uh, probably champagne. Mm. I mean, you can't go wrong with champagne. You can't go wrong with champagne. So (laughs) actually, to to bring this back full circle, so Keisha and I met at um, the New Leader Conference, um, the very first one that Beachbody had, and um, our first interaction was, like, we had just stalked each other on social media and then like we just like, like squealed as we like ran to each other in the, uh, the lobby of the hotel. And then we went out and we got a glass of wine before we went to the first session. And it was just like the best, most like, oh my gosh, our souls have known each other for a very long time. Like it's so cool. Um, what are you reading right now for personal development?
1: I am reading, or listening to yeah, this book called finish by John Acuff.
0: It's really good. Yeah.
1: It's about just simply like finishing what you started. Um, and I just started, I'm on chapter like five or something. It's really good. Um, I also really like the happiness advantage uh, by Sean Aker. I think that's like, everyone should read that. And the five second rule by Mel Robbins.
0: Those I are my love books. that one. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and your final question, Keisha, what are you grateful for?
1: I'm grateful for people like you that are living out their purpose and serving the world in a bigger way, that I get to have people like that in my life. I'm grateful for a lot of things, but right now I feel so proud of you, Jillian. And oh yes. that people get to hear you showing up at a hundred proof, you know, on your podcast and just living out your purpose. So thank
0: you for having me. Oh, well, thank you. That was the sweetest thing ever. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you took the time. And I'm grateful that you knew this would be what it would be before it even started, right? Like, I came to you and I was like, I've got a lot going on up here. Like, I just, and I just need to bounce it off of you. Like, I don't even necessarily need your thoughts, although you do know that I'm a words of affirmation person. So that is helpful. And our conversations are always deep and fruitful and just such a blessing. So, but that was, I mean, you to me are such a manifestation bringer, right? Like you see things in people before it's like actually there tangibly. And you're like, oh yeah, you got that. Like, of course it's going to happen. And so I almost feel like this conversation, like, it's like one of those, like, yay, we get to have this conversation. But, like, of course we were going to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I love oh, you.
0: I love you, too. Okay, friends. All right, where, where can my friends find you, Keisha, so that they can become your friends? Where can they follow you? I actually, I know that you are in Insta stories. Like, yes, I love
1: you? Instagram. I love Instagram. So that's my favorite place. Um, my name is K-A-C-I-A. Last name is Fitzgerald on Instagram, Keisha Fitzgerald.
0: Perfect. Oh my gosh. So go just follow Keisha, become inspired with her. If you do feel so inclined and connected, talk to her about your fitness journey. Talk about your business journey. I mean, we are all here to uplift each other and to be a part of each other and just to do life together. So go follow her, watch her Insta stories because they are actually hysterical and they're equal parts hysterical, so moving and meaningful and like they're just you and you get to show your true self as you're, as you're showing up in social media and life. And I just love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay, friends. Um, have an amazing morning. Good morning, sunshine. And we'll just talk to you on the next podcast. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. If this served you, if this moved your heart, if this made you feel empowered in any way, I would feel so grateful if you went over to iTunes and left me a rating and review so that we can get this sunshine out to even more people every single day. And as my thank you to you for doing so, and just my ultimate gift of honoring yourself for being here, I'd like to invite you to head on over to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash free gift. All one word. This will get you my transformational time management tips, a beautiful compilation of everything that I do as a busy mamapreneur, wife, soul sister, homeowner, all of that to really honor the time that I have and In this tool, I will give you all sorts of different affirmations, mini tools to help you start to utilize your time in a way that's empowering to you and can help you feel most fulfilled throughout the day. Again, it's JillianBolans.com forward slash free gift. That's my gift to you. And it will also give you the opportunity to join into my free group on Facebook, which is the Transformational Journey Tribe. I can't wait to be able to serve you on all these other different platforms. And again, it's my thank you to you. Have a wonderful day and good morning.